This is Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. Good morning, Hannah. How are you on this wonderful April morning here in California? What's the latest news on the Kombucha Act that I know KBI have been promoting? Yes, Ian, it is beautiful here in Los Angeles, California, and we are excited that the Kombucha Act is um, continuing to be championed by our supporters, primarily based in Oregon, but now spreading across these many United States. And what's really exciting about this year in terms of our lobbying meetings have increased, but we've also created a petition so that consumers, because consumers live in these same places uh, as the representatives we're meeting with, it's not just the producers uh, who can share uh, why this act is so important, but now consumers are able to have their voices be heard. We know there are kombucha lovers all across the land. They want to have access to raw, unpasteurized, traditional kombucha. And by signing the petition, they're letting their voices be heard. Essentially what that petition does is it requests that their representatives and senators stand with KBI and co-sponsor the Kombucha Act, which is a bipartisan, non-controversial update to arcane tax laws in order to create relief for our industry and our small producers. Yeah, so that's great. Uh, just to clarify, because I know people tune into Booch News worldwide. So we're talking here about something that's very specific to the USA. It's the laws that govern the alcohol content at which taxes are, imp- uh, are imposed on kombucha, which is above 0.5% currently. Uh, it's kind of a common sense uh, revision to that, which I know people can read a lot about on the uh, on the web, on the kombuchabrewersinternational.org website. But the, the, the new development, as you mentioned, is you're actually now inviting consumers, again, across the U.S., to uh, go online and sign an online petition. Is, is that going to really move the needle, do you think, with the, with the people in Congress in Washington, D.C.? Well, I think the more voices that are heard on this issue, the more these representatives and senators are aware that this issue doesn't solely impact the the family businesses that are located in their district, but also the people who live there, the people who enjoy these products, who receive a benefit from having access to these uh, fermented beverages, to kombucha and waterkeeper and things like this. This law updates that outdated tax code so that these products can can be uh, provided to people who really love them. And so absolutely, we think that this is going to help move the needle uh, even further and just send that louder message to D.C. that, hey, this is really important. Not only does it help small family businesses, but it also helps the people who live in the areas where these businesses exist. And what we anticipate will happen is that there will be a um, – a flourishing of the businesses. You know, our producers, we're creating compliant products. The issue is sometimes in transportation, that level can rise above half a percent. And currently the TTB states, if at any point in the process it goes above, these are products then subject to excise taxes. And it's not just the taxes that's the issue. It's that now you're forced to sell a health beverage in the alcohol aisle. And honestly, nobody is going to the beer section And in some states, you have to go to a whole different store even uh, to purchase alcohol. 
And it just really, it confuses the consumer and it puts the product in absolutely the wrong place. And it really, you know, these laws came about at a time when there wasn't an understanding of these healthy products that, yes, all fermented foods contain trace amounts of alcohol, but this alcohol is not intoxicating. The alcohol is a trace amount that acts as a preservative to ensure right. that mold and other pathogens don't get into the brew. And again, people don't have an intoxicating effect from drinking kombucha. Some people hmm. feel the B vitamins and they feel like, woo, I got a little rush or a buzz. But it's very different from when you're drinking higher alcohol content products and you feel inebriated. So this is just going to help let everyone who is in the position uh, to help us change these laws understand that it isn't just this group of family businesses, but it's people in their districts who want access to these products as well. And we're just, you know, we're, we're making lives better with our products. And at a time when everybody's focusing on their health, this is an easy way that you can just take 30 seconds. It's super easy. You click on the petition. It's already written out for you. Take a look at what we've said. Like I said, we're just asking them to co-sponsor this legislation and send that to them and let them know your voice, what you care about is having access to raw, traditional fermented beverages. Yeah, I, I did that myself this morning. And it, like you say, it takes 30 seconds. It go, they, they select automatically which uh, representatives based on where you live it should go to and, and hey, presto, you're done. But this sounds like something, just to conclude here, it's kind of a, almost a, only an America thing, right? Maybe from prohibition because elsewhere in the world, the ABV that's allowed is, is, can be higher. Is that right? In other regions in the That is the correct. Yeah, in Canada, we see up to 1.15%. Um, in Mexico, we see 2%. In Europe, a lot of places have 1.2%. In Australia, we see 1.15%. So, you know, cultures similar to ours, countries around the world already enjoy the opportunity of having authentic uh, or rather traditional fermented beverages available to them in their natural state with minimal processing. And that's what we want to ensure consumers here have access to because that's what they're demanding. They want these products. And, you know, the reality is our producers mention on the bottle that there is alcohol present in our products. So, you know, we're not trying to obfuscate that information. We want to be transparent to the consumer, but we also feel the consumer has the right to enjoy these products in their natural state without being forced into pasteurization or extreme sterile filtration or other artificial means in order to meet a number that really doesn't, you know, jive with the laws of Mother Nature. You know, human made up these laws in order to extract taxes at a time when all alcohol consumption was prohibited and it didn't take into account these products primarily because they weren't being sold on store shelves back then. But now that it's here, yes. it just makes sense to update that. And we've had great bipartisan support. Most of the meetings we're in, everyone agrees this is just an update to an arcane law. And so we hope that by raising the voices, it, we create a wave of excitement over this issue and that just helps tip the needle so that we can finally accomplish this and and make this common sense change for all kombucha and water keeper producers around the united states wonderful well i know there is a you know a whole bunch of probably we can count them in the millions right the people who enjoy glasses of kombucha or bottles of kombucha every every week so hopefully a good number of those will sign the petition. And just so people know, they go to your website, Kombucha Brewers, no, 
Tell me again, what's the website? Yes, I I, I'll help you out there, sure. We kept it simple, kombuchabrewers.org backslash lobbying, or if you click on the advocacy tab and get to the lobbying page, you'll see there's a red button that says sign the petition. It's nice and big in the center of the page. Just click on that button. It'll take you right to the petition. And it, like I said, 30 seconds later, you'll be glad that you were able to share your passion for kombucha with your representatives. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Hannah. Thank you, Ian. Happy brewing. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.